Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The law didn't make us sinners. We were born sinners. Every one of us have already been born a sinner. So the law revealed sin. This is the law. And if you go outside God's law, that's sin. So the law, it set a standard. This is how you live. If you go outside the standard, you sin. That's just as simple as that. You can pick any law. That's how it works. People think that getting into heaven is easy. Just be nice to people, don't do any serious wrongs, give to charities, and presto, you've got your ticket to be with God. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about how wrong this thinking is. You'll learn that God's standard is far different than the one you heard at the beginning of this broadcast. You'll also learn the real reason that God gave his commandments and the pickle that this puts you in. You'll find out from Pastor Mark how God was trying to get his people to understand one thing. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 19 as he continues his message, God's Guardrails, Bondage or Freedom. these laws, all three categories initially, this is how you do life. This is how you treat me. This is how you treat neighbor. This is how you worship. This is how you govern your cities. All of this was given by God. But remember, they were already his people. Notice this verse that we talked about here. He says, I brought you out of the slavery of Egypt. In chapter 20, the law how to do life, was given after the Jewish people were already saved. In other words, you remember months before the Passover, God said to the children of Israel, if you'll take a lamb and you'll kill that lamb and you'll put the blood on the doorpost. We spent a whole service on that, you remember. If you'll do that, when the death angel comes your firstborn will be fine. And I will use that to free you from Egypt. Egypt was a picture of spiritual bondage. How did the children of Israel do that? They did it by faith. So the children of Israel are saved. They're already God's people. They already have a personal relationship with God, not because they're obeying his commandments, They don't even have his commandments yet. They were saved by faith. They simply believed what God told them to do. 
And so the Old Testament law that we're getting ready to talk about here was not designed to get the Israelite people saved. In fact, you're going to see they could never keep it. It was always a frustration to them. The Old Testament law, as important as it was for the children of Israel, was always temporary. It was never permanent. It was a look to to something that would come later. When the animals were sacrificed, it was a look to, to the New Testament when Jesus, the Lamb of God, would be sacrificed once to take away the sins of the world forever. So it was always temporary. It was necessary. But it was always temporary. And this law was simply given to the Jews to guide them in every aspect of their daily life. Making the tabernacle, instruction for priests, animal sacrifices, all of these things, burnt offerings, and everything with them started because they already had a relationship with God. Keeping these laws didn't make them right with God. They already had a relationship by faith. Now, I told you that as we begin these Ten Commandments and all the other laws, the children of Israel never could keep them. Well, why would God give us commandments that we can't keep perfectly? Like, is he sadistic or something? No. If the law was temporary, well, am I under the Old Testament law today? Which of these three categories of the Old Testament law am I under? And if I'm under the Ten Commandments... Which ones? Do I even need to know the Ten Commandments or think about them? So, to answer those questions, the Old Testament law was given to us for two reasons. Here's the first one. It'll make a lot of sense to you. The law was given to show us we could never be good enough to earn our salvation. God gave the law to his people to show them they could never be right with God by keeping the law. That's very, very important. Because today, understand that people are confused about getting to heaven. If you ask a lot of people today, Well, when you die, how are you going to get to heaven? The common answer is what? I'm a good person. Well, no, the Old Testament law was given to say to you and I, you will never get to heaven by being good enough. You can't. Now, let's turn to Romans. Romans chapter 3 in your Bibles, New Testament, about the fifth or sixth book in. New Testament, Romans chapter 3. A lot of people have heard about the Ten Commandments. I mean, if nothing more than like all the lawsuits, we don't keep them in the Congress anymore, we don't put them in this building and judge more, and they've heard about them. So it's a great opportunity to say, hey, come and we're going to learn about the Ten Commandments over the next few weeks and see what they look like and how they apply to your life. Now, remember I said to you, the first reason the law was given was to show us that we could never earn 
our salvation. We couldn't be good enough to do it. Look it down at verse 20. Romans 3, verse 20. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous. That means right with God, saved. No one. How many is no one? Hello? No one. No one can be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. In other words, by keeping the law. Rather, through the law, we became conscious of sin. You see, sin existed before God gave all these rules. But man didn't recognize it until the rules came and defined what sin was. The law didn't make us sinners. We were born sinners. Every one of us have already been born a sinner. So the law revealed sin. This is the law. And if you go outside God's law, that's sin. So the law, it set a standard. This is how you live. If you go outside the standard, you sin. That's just as simple as that. You can pick any law. That's how it works. So notice, the law revealed sin. As I walked down there, I found myself hopeless because I couldn't keep it. Now, that is standard for you, and it's for me. Go to Romans chapter 7. You're nearby. Scoot it down to verse 19. Paul, a really, really, really good Jew who became a Christian, said this in verse 19, for what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, I keep on doing. You know what that means. Paul says, no matter how hard I try to keep the law, the Ten Commandments, I can't. Think about this. You understand that. You want to do good, but you don't. How many of you have ever said this? God, I'll never do that again. And what happens? We do it. You understand what Paul, that's not like, that's no no brainer for us. You say, well, I'm not like that. Well, let me just ask you this week. God says to be patient, don't be angry, don't lose your cool. And you're driving on Wickham. (laughs) And the guy in front of you stops immediately. And you slam on your brake, you come that close to hitting him. All your stuff in the back seat, you're going, all came on the floor. Your cup of coffee spilled all over the front seat. As you continue on, you go, just praise God from... Is that the way you act? No, 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 no. Right at that point, I went out here, and I lost it totally. You know what I mean, don't you? We're together in this, right? No different than Paul. It was maybe with a chariot or a donkey or something then, but it's it's the same It's the same principle. In fact, for 1,500 years, the Jews had this law, and they couldn't keep it. Peter, in Acts 15, says this, We and our fathers were never able to keep the law. Well, how does that look? Turn over one more chapter, Romans 8, verse 7. Why this frustration? Why this bondage? Well, God had a purpose. He was showing us we could never earn 
our salvation by keeping rules. In the middle of verse 7. Now this is speaking about a person who doesn't know God at all. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit, notice, to God's law. Nor can it do so, no matter how hard you try. Those controlled by the sinful nature, impossible, cannot please God. So when God gave the law, he knew that I'd have a nature in me, even though I become a believer, that's still that rebellious nature. And that rebellious nature just said to God, no, I want to do it my way. I know what you told me, but I kind of really want to do it my way. We all have that within us still today. And it's that struggle. The law would bring bondage. It would bring condemnation. It would bring spiritual death in the end if I didn't do something with it. So out of all of this frustration of trying to keep the law, not keeping the law, trying to keep the law, not keeping the law, there would be a solution. The law was given to say, Mark Balmer, you'll never be good enough to please me. Well, if that's true, how can I please you, God? Is there a way? Yes, there is. Turn with me to Galatians, end part of your Bible. I'm going to read Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. You can use King James, New King James, NIV, ESV, Amplified, whatever. New American Standard. Galatians chapter 3. Now, remember, the law was only temporary. So that means there was a solution, a permanent solution coming. Galatians 3, verse 10. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse, says the scripture. So if you're here and you say, I'm going to heaven because I'm going to keep God's law. No, you're under curse. You can't keep it. And he goes on and says this, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commandments that are written in God's book. So when God set a standard for the law, this is a crucial point. When God set a standard in his Bible for all the laws, what he demanded was this, perfection. If I break one, I've broken them all. You say, well, that's a mean God. No, 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 he had a purpose. See, because, well, God grades on the curve, don't he? I mean, I'm like 99% obedient. No, it doesn't work. He doesn't grade on the curve. So that was the standard that was set. It wasn't like, well, if I get 60, if I get a C minus, I go to heaven. No, it would never work. So if you broke one commandment, you were guilty of all of them. Well, look at verse 11. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by keeping or trying to keep the law. In other words, you can't be right by trying to be a good person. Notice the last part of this verse. For the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Verse 12, this way of faith is very different from the way of the law. It is through obeying the law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. So Paul simply says this, you're going to try to be good enough to get to heaven? It won't ever work. There's only one way to get to heaven, 
And it has to do with believing in a person, having faith in a person, having relationship with a person who can give you rightness with God. Well, who would that be? Who could I have faith in that would make me right with God? The answer is in verse 13. But Christ has rescued us. Some of you, your word is redeemed us, which means to purchase a slave and set them free. For Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. Again, what was the curse pronounced by the law? If you break one, you've lost it all. That was a curse. Notice, when he hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So I'm a slave to my sin, so are you. But Jesus, on the cross, purchased. He redeemed me. He rescued me. We sang that in our song. He rescued me from my sin, that I might be set free from sin and the penalty of death. Well, how did he do that? Let's go back to God's standard. God's standard is perfection. Jesus, when he was born, unlike any other person ever born, did not have a sin nature. The reason? The Holy Spirit was his father. So when Jesus was born, he had no sin nature. He had no sin. Every other person in the world, always born with a sin nature. For 33 years, Jesus kept the law perfectly. Nobody else ever did that. In fact, the Bible says, he who had no sin became sin for us. See, on the cross, he took all of your sin and my sin. He took that penalty. He took that curse on him. What's the end result of sin? Death. That's why he died. So Jesus came. By the way, this is an amazing thing. You understand what I just told you. He was able to go to the cross and be that perfect sacrifice, the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Why? Not because he was the son of God, because he was the son of God who lived perfectly and had no sin. Do you know that many evangelicals, people like us that have a, say they have a personal relationship with God, they believe that if you ask him, there's a huge majority of people today, Christians that go to church say, Jesus sinned when he lived in this earth. Now, if that's true, we're all going to hell. Their doctrine is terrible. It's ungodly. It's not biblical. He who had no sin became sin for us. So when Jesus died on the cross, he became my solution. I didn't have to keep the law perfectly anymore. It was he. So what was the purpose of the law? First purpose of the law, to show me I could never be good enough. Second person of the law, look at Galatians 3, you're right there. Go down to verse 24. Very easy for you to understand. So the law was put in charge. In other words, God gave us the law, notice, to lead us to Christ, to direct us to Christ, to show us that Christ was the only solution, that we might be justified by good works, no, 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 no. By believing in Jesus. Do you understand? 
So here's the second reason for the law. There's lots more, but I tried to simplify it today because some of you aren't familiar with it totally. Here's the second. Write it down. The law was given to lead us to Christ. Why? He's the only solution for salvation. I could never be good enough. You could never be good enough. Doesn't matter how many churches you're a part of. Doesn't matter how much, how many times you've been baptized. Doesn't matter how many times you come to church. You'll never be perfect. But there was someone that was. So God gave us the law. It was temporary to lead us to the final solution. That solution is what the whole book of Hebrews is about, showing us that the law is very different. Look at Galatians 22. You're right nearby there. The scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, so we receive God's promise of freedom. How? Only by faith. Only by believing in Jesus Christ. So finally, there was a way for sinful man to be right with God. That way is by faith, believing in Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now, something strange happened then. When Jesus came and died and was buried and resurrected, he became the way for me to become a believer. And then Romans 10, chapter 10, verse 4, something strange happened to the law. Notice, Christ is the end of the law, the Old Testament law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Now, as you look at that verse, what is that saying? Well, the law did its job. Remember, the law was to show you that you and I couldn't be right on our own. And the law was to drive me, to guide me, to to direct me to Jesus Christ so I could have salvation. So everyone can come to salvation through faith in Jesus. Now, here's a question. This is very important you understand this. Okay, the law ended. The law ended. The Old Testament law ended. The Ten Commandments were part of the Old Testament law. The law's ended. Then why are we going to study the Ten Commandments? Do you have nothing better to do? I mean, if the law is ended, why study something that doesn't apply to us anymore? Aha. Got your attention now, don't I? Well, they still do. Why? Look what happened when the law ended. Galatians 6... Verse 2, you don't have to turn there. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill, uh uh-oh, the law of Christ. This is not the Old Testament law. This is a different law. What is the law of Christ? You've found out more about the laws that God set up for the Israelites in Pastor Mark's teaching today. You learned how these laws apply to your life and we're reminded that trying to keep them won't get you into heaven. You also learned that Jesus raised the bar on keeping the law by including your thought life, not just your external actions. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will wind up his teaching, God's Guardrails, Bondage or Freedom. You'll hear more about how Jesus stunned the Jews of his day by declaring that laws had to be internalized, not just going through the outward appearance of obedience. You'll find out about the importance of love and how it's the foundation of all of your obedience to God. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.